0: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday
1: i will call upon you to do a
0: service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary avoid where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
1: the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production
0: Hello and welcome to Take It to School with Dr. Tom Pritchard. I'm your host, J.P. John Paz. With me, of course, the star of the show, former WWE World Tag Team champion, one of the greatest trainers ever in the history of the business, the doctor of desire, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing great, John. You know, every time I hear you say that, I almost uh, – I, I, it's not a cringy feeling, but it's a, one of those things that I think of all the trainers out there and the people doing wrestling academies or wrestling schools and and i know guys like austin idol is doing one in uh uh, greenville south carolina i know you got the santino brothers out in uh either vegas or california you have simbo d you have rudy gonzalez in san antonio you got a lot of guys out there uh who, who probably could and would and should be in uh contention for great for probably some of the greatest trainers in the world so Every time I hear that, I'm trying to think of something cute to say, and I've failed miserably again. So there we go.
0: You know, I was just talking to EC3 today, the NWA National Heavyweight Champion. He mentioned he's got a cooperative, a.k.a. school, in Cleveland, but... He put you over big time. He said without you, he didn't know if he would even be still in the business today and have a school like that. Well,
1: that's awful nice of him to say, but I think he'd be well still in the business uh, today, and just he's doing great. So as a national champion, I think he's, he's doing a great
0: job. So if anybody's in Cleveland looking for training, he said to go to his cooperative, his school over there. Um, but if they're in the Tennessee or Knoxville area, he highly recommended your school.
1: Well, uh, again, I thank you very much, but I concur. If you're in Cleveland, check out EC3. I went to a seminar, and by the way. Hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. Not, not ignoring anybody tonight. Yeah. Yep. But hello, Ibsen, yes, um, I, I went to a seminar that EC3 just did in La Follette, Tennessee, not too long ago. And uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, I checked it out. He had a lot of uh, he had a great turnout. And he had a lot of great advice to give. Great percept- perception, perception of uh, how he sees things. And I, I think, in my opinion, the mark of a great trainer is, is somebody who can see the little things and the details. And, and I think um, <laughs> the first few words out of his mouth was, it is in the detail. And I hear that all the time from people. So um, I had the chance to, to talk to William Regal Last week, and we reminisced a little bit about uh, what it was like back in the '80s, and you know that was a product of some. You had to have somebody break you in. You had to have somebody who you knew, or you had to know somebody who knew somebody who knew a guy who might know a guy, (laughs) and that's the way you got in. And these days, there's wrestling schools all the way out there, or or out there, everywhere. I guess is what I'm trying to say, and uh, it's it's all an opinion. It's all uh, the perception of the coach or the trainer. And I think eventually, obviously the proof is going to be in the pudding. Whoever comes out of your school or comes out of your co-op or academy, whatever you want to call it, or just comes out of your training or teaching, no matter what it is. um, It really is up to the guy, up to the uh, guy or or gal who's training. If they're going to uh, be able to adapt and uh, make sense of what they're being told or taught. So there's a lot of great guys out there. And I've, I've seen Rudy Gonzalez teach in San Antonio, Jazz uh, and Rodney Mack have a school also uh, in that area. There's a lot of great guys out there, man. And uh, it's, it's good to see.
0: Bo, King of Kingsport. I was reminded today how good of a singer Dr. Tom is. Dr. Tom should sing for everybody on the podcast. Are you a singer?
1: Um, I'm probably one of the best dead gum singers in in the world today, but uh, I'm not singing for free, Bo. Once you send that PayPal and you know what the price is, once you send the PayPal, then we'll get a get a song. But but yeah. but but there's only there's only two kinds of music I don't like, and that's country and western. <laughs>
0: That's Bo's favorite, probably. Uh, Well, that's
1: my point. So I'm not singing any country songs. Yes. Unless you're slow and sad.
0: Hello, Barbara. Uh Uh-oh, got some bad news to report, Dr. Tom. Superstar Billy Graham has died. 79 years old. One of the greatest, one of the all-time greats. Superstars passed away. I guess they took him off life support.
1: Well, that's, yeah, I don't think that's a shock to anybody. But, uh, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Superstar that's 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 terrible news but uh i don't think it was unexpected so yeah rip superstar no doubt i knew i met him i met billy graham i think uh probably when i was about 15 houston texas taking pictures and and doing stuff around the office and then later on at wrestlemania uh i reminded him of those days so he was he was a unique character without uh superstar billy graham you know i don't know if we would have hulk hogan
0: today yeah yeah yep jesse the yes, body scott jesse. steiner yeah all those guys were, were you know wanted to be like superstar
1: yeah but he was in bad shape from my understanding so it wasn't uh you know went out of nowhere
0: right yeah r.i.p superstar man very very sad to hear one of the all-time yes. greats hey and, and he, he was yeah
1: he was he was instrumental in changing the uh, mindset in the wwf back in the day too yep if it wasn't for him uh you know the heels were usually the challengers or or transitional champions and superstar took the title and uh he had that run. He, he and the Dream had great matches wherever they went, not just in the Garden, but all over Texas and, and all over the, uh, the U.S.
0: Yeah. Yep, and the infamous yeah. uh, Cody promo that he was talking about not that long ago was about Superstar Billy Graham. They took the title away from my daddy in New York City. It was yes. about that Superstar Billy Graham feud with Dusty. Yes, was, it was.
1: So Yeah. It's a shame, but uh, Superstar... Rest
0: in peace. Probably ahead of his time for sure, as Barbara was saying. He definitely was ahead of his time. And the thing to me is if you had not given it to Backlund, giving Superstar that big run, do you even get the Hogan run, right? Because you you almost get like it's very similar, right? If you just kept it well, on RAM, you can keep it on for a long period of time. Maybe you don't get the Hogan run. Yeah, but
1: but Superstar was a heel, Hogan was a babyface, Hogan was yep, that, that that time frame I mean. I think what what Hogan uh, was referring to was the way Superstar looked. He looked like that Greek god. He was at first, I don't know if he was the first necessarily, but he was the first in that modern era uh who who looked like that and and was the total package, you know, before the total package. So um and, and he was so innovative in his promos and and he understood how to uh, he understood how to draw money he understood how to talk to people and get them in the building he was entertaining he was that guy that that everybody pointed to and said man i want to be like him uh you know again ventura hogan uh, a lot of guys during that era looked at superstars as the model to to pattern yourself after
0: Hogan, to me, is a combination of Dusty and Superstar, you know what I mean? Just the look of Superstar and then the babyface tendencies of uh, of Dusty. Well, grow, yeah, growing up
1: in Tampa, and I think anywhere uh, you grew up, especially as a kid, I, I, I believe this, that the, the first wrestling you see is the one you fall in love with, obviously, back in the regional days, and you you, yep. you can't compare them to today, and you can't compare it to what the business has turned into, but uh, you had guys, and I didn't realize at the time, although I knew it was, it was good wrestling for Texas, you know, all the top guys came through, te- through Texas, whether it was Amarillo or Houston. Um, that was just part of the, the natural progression. You might start out in Portland and then wind your way back down to California and over to Texas in the Tampa and then back up the East coast. And everybody was keeping an eye on talent because that was, uh, the name of the game. So. Superstar made his way all over the place. So he, he's, he's certainly uh, certainly left his mark.
0: Ibsen wants to know if you ever made it to your school. I'm going to guess not because he didn't travel too much.
1: No, but uh, at WrestleMania, when was he inducted? When was Superstar Super inducted?
0: 2004 was the Hall of Fame he was inducted? Yeah, okay, WrestleMania 20. Okay.
1: Well, we, we became... Um, uh, renewed friends back then and uh, had to make sure he got to the hospital. He wasn't feeling good then, too. in wanted to make sure that he he went and he, he was going to make it to, to the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, but he never made it to the school.
0: Barbara wants to know, did anyone have a body like superstar in the 70s, bigger arms than Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: Earl Maynard had some pretty good arms, uh, you know. Tony Atlas, when he came up, that was the '80s, obviously. But, but there were some, there were some guys, and it was after Superstar. But in the '70s, you had the guys like Earl Maynard, uh, Rocky Johnson, um, who, who looked similar, but Superstar had that that charisma. He had that. Uh, that flash, he had that color, he had everything you'd look for in a superstar. hence superstar Billy Graham. And he's he was an interesting guy. Not always right, not always perfect, but he was he was an interesting guy. And um, so he he's he's been out of the the public view for a long time, but he's he's gonna be missed.
0: I had the opportunity a few years ago to interview him actually, and it was I was Dusty centric, so we talked a lot about Dusty. Man, he he was talking about that feud It's just uh, awesome stuff. Going back and looking at it, well, I think tell he some of those matches too. Yes,
1: didn't didn't he say that Dream was one of his favorite opponents? Yes, he said yeah. probably his his
0: favorite. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, yeah, and uh, I remember Ivan Pusky saying Superstar Billy Graham was his favorite opponent. So, yes. um, you know. It, just some guys you get in the ring with and you mesh and superstar, uh, knew how to work dream style. And it was similar because they were both, I don't think that either one of them would be mistaken for a Kurt angle or, or a great amateur wrestler, but they right. were great performers. They were great money drawing, uh, characters. It was, um, uh, it was a unique time to be in, uh, be in the wrestling business. It was a unique time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, especially during the time when, when TV was it, TV had been around for a while but but the territories were changing and, and just a decade later it would uh, really really change. so but those guys laid the way, man they, they did. They uh, pioneered the road for all of us.
0: Tony's saying, I swear Hogan and Flair are gonna outlive us all.
1: <laughs> well, I don't doubt it. I mean, how old Superstar, you said, it was 79? 79, yep. Okay, well, Flair is like 74.
0: and yep. Hogan's going to be 70. Hogan's going to be
1: 70. So uh, none of us want to see our heroes get old, but at the same time, it happens to all of us. So uh, every time I see a picture of Flair from the 80s, I, I, I go back to that time. I've been watching some stuff on uh, The Who. You know, Roger wow. Daltrey, Pete Townsend, and uh, Keith yep. Moon, John Entwistle, and I'm watching these guys from back in the 70s and watching how the concerts were and how the performances were and, and what these guys did, and um, then I watched the Super Bowl when The Who hosted the uh, halftime of the Super Bowl with Bob O'Reilly, and just the evolution. You know, everybody gets old. Roger Daltrey still rocked and Pete Townsend rocked, not as hard as he did in the seventies, but you know it's the same thing. That that time, the nineteen seventies, you, you you there's no way you could pre- reproduce that. And the concerts, and the wrestling, and the ambiance, the the mystique, um, and I use this word a lot, but I, I think it fits here. The gravitas those guys had when they came in the ring, even though the there was the hokiest stuff going on even back then. Uh, people got into it because it was a great performance. It was a great wrestling match, and those guys didn't treat it as anything else. They they were living it, and and you could feel it. So,
0: hey, Jason went to the same high school as Superstar. Of course, he says he attended many many years later, but that's ah, pretty cool. Same high school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, was that Paradise Valley, Jason? We're gonna find no, out. I think that can think wrestlers that's just, can
0: wrestlers on. be taught the type of charisma like superstar and Billy? I think you I mean, either
1: have it. Yeah, I think you either have it or you don't. You might be able to mimic it, and you might be able to, uh, but you have to. And I think once you're able to do that, you had it all along. Is, is my point. You you have to have it inside you. You have to know, uh, uh have to have those performer genes a uh, performer's ego you it's, it's got to be there with you you might be able to find it and copy it um and, and fake it till you make it type thing but charisma's uh oh, okay phoenix perfect charisma is one of those things you either in my, in my belief you either have or you don't you know you either have stage fright or you don't i was watching some <laughs> i went down a rabbit hole uh all this all this week after watching class or after teaching class, excuse me, uh, some Elvis stuff, and just watching his, watching this guy, and 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 from where he came from, um, you know, just a guy from Memphis, Tennessee, or just a humble country boy, just a humble kid coming up, wanted to sing, and uh, he turned into this massive star, and you and you could just see that that. Yes, he has humility, and yes, he has grace, and yes, he treats people with respect, and yes, 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 yes. And then you just know by looking at him, same thing with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson knew how to treat people. He knew how to uh, be humble. He knew how to have that humility. At the same time, he was running the show, and he knew what he wanted done, and he was the boss. Elvis was the boss. Hogan was the boss. uh superstar when he was the champ. He was the boss. So those guys uh had that that intuition and that feeling and that that charisma and nobody had to tell them to do it they just they understood how and I'm sure there were some coaches I'm sure there was some guys who gave him pointers no doubt uh, nobody does it on their own but without that uh belief and that confidence you're not gonna do it at all.
0: Rest in peace superstar Billy Graham Barbara says he says said andre gave him arthritis from all the wrestling uh, arm wrestling matches well
1: (laughs) well i'm not going to say superstar when i stretch the truth a little bit because you know there is a little bit of this uh you know it's like making lasagna there's layers of kayfabe in there yeah yeah yep you ever made lasagna have you ever made lasagna yes so you know the layers you know what how tedious it can be
0: Yes, right. you got the the pasta, then the cheese and the sauce, and <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
1: worth yes. worth it. Yes,
0: and did I enjoy
1: did heroes? And I, legends? Yes, did I enjoy heroes and legends? Yes, I did very very much. Um, uh, you know, going to those things, especially now at this point, uh, I ran into <laughs> I ran into some old friends. Uh, Sue Young sat by Wolfie Day, had a good time. I'm doing Wolfie's podcast tomorrow morning at nine, by the way.
0: Oh, Wolfie. Uh, nice. Yeah. Wolfie. yeah Wolfie he's the man.
1: yep, Yeah. And, and, uh, we, we had a great time. Uh, Sue Young in all her. Crazy her makeup. makeup. Yep. Yes. Yes. And I'm, as I'm talking to her, I'm looking and I'm going, she, we're just, we're, we're talking about old times, but I'm looking at her face. I'm looking at the makeup and she's, we're, we're just, we're having a nice conversation and I'm thinking, I'm talking to a demon here and where else could I do it but a wrestling convention. And it's, it's, it's a normal thing. And yes. it's so cool to have that still go on with, with people like her who go to that extreme uh, to go ahead and put the makeup on and, and be Sue young and be what everybody wants her to be. That's what it's for. And I talked to a lot of nice people there. It was uh, it really was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Jason Maples did a great job.
0: Uh, where are we here? Scorch says Michelle Billington, Dynamite Kid's ex-wife, please. Dynamite Kid belongs in the WB Hall of Fame with the recent change in ownership. Maybe Tom Billington aka Dynamite Kid will be inducted.
1: Well, once again, I think with everything Dynamite did in his life and his career, he certainly belongs in the Hall of Fame. Um, whether he'll get there or not is up to the powers that be, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he will.
0: M.H., I love you, Billy. Billy, you will be missed. Barbara is saying, Dick the Bruiser said Superstar Billy Graham was bald because he ripped all the blonde hair out of his head.
1: Yeah, well, I would see Dick the Bruiser saying that. I can understand Bruiser uh, taking credit for Bruiser probably took credit for the resurgence, too, even though he's nowhere near, but (laughs) there you go. Like
0: yep. Thank you, Uh Sean says, "Dr. Tom, it's been years. All of us here at PWKGW, people who know good wrestling radio, are wishing you all the best." Sean Miller.
1: Sean, thank you very, very much. Um, it's been years. You're right, man. So, and the years keep going too. We can't stop it.
0: Changing gears, changing topics here. Unfortunately, had to deal with another death, but this was 21 years ago. Actually, uh, just about 21 years ago tomorrow, Davey Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Speaking of Dynamite Kid, his tag team partner, former tag team champion with him of the British Bulldogs, just became the British Bulldog, of course. But Davey Boy Smith passed away. Crazy. 21 years ago, Mike. 21
1: years. You know, it it doesn't really seem that long. Uh, But uh, I will say this. Davey Davy was an interesting guy um being around dynamite for all that time I think uh certainly influenced him rubbed off and yeah rubbed off on him and um I, I never had any problems with Davy never had a crossword with him at all uh went to the gym a couple times with him and everything was cool but I've seen Davy do some some... Uh, some crazy stuff. And one time on a, on a tour in uh, Germany, we've talked about the, the hair shaving in the bar before. But you remember metrics? Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, it used to come in pouches. You know, you mm-hmm. just tear it up. Okay. Well, we were on the bus, and, and uh, the guy who, I guess, ran the tour had fallen asleep, and David had... I don't know how many pouches of metrics, but just kept pouring them on him <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, like a, like a mountain. And he did budge, he didn't budge. And it, it, it got to be where he just made a a, mount, a, a mountain of uh, metrics. And Gurria finally said, "Davy, enough's enough. I mean, Gurria just sat there watching him do it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> finally he said, "Davy, you enough. Know, it's enough. And Davey looked at him and said, I've cracked. You know, those those German tours sometimes the, the European tours yeah. could be brutal. And but but overall Davey, I think uh uh had a good heart. Davey Davy was a, a strong guy, no doubt. And I, I had some uh well when when we were together I had some fun times with him.
0: Nice. Uh Ibsen says, When was the first time you met him? Was he skinny or was he jacked already? No,
1: he was jacked. I met him when I we went to WWF the first time, and uh, he was cool, but he was jacked. He was one of the strongest guys. You know, Ryback's a strong guy, but Davey was pretty damn strong in his own right. One of the strongest guys in the world, I think, at that time, probably.
0: Bulldog was one of the most agile and entertaining powerhouses in sports entertainment.
1: Chicago Bulldog?
0: I think he means that he's Lonnie from Chicago, but, but oh, okay. maybe, maybe, but yeah, he, yeah, he was, he was,
1: yeah, he was agile. He was entertaining, uh, easy to work with. He, he, he was uh, light, easy to work with. And, uh, you know, could be, could be dry, humorless, funny type kind of guy, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, go out too many times with him but when i was with him uh we had a blast
0: going overseas did davy ever take you around to england to his uh his home his house no
1: no those tours i think from from what i remember uh back then (laughs) there wasn't a lot of downtime i mean it was uh get on the bus and ride go to the next town and we got our food and everything uh, that day, that night. And then we'd go back to the room and uh, eat, drink, and be merry. And then do it all again the next day. What well, there, there wasn't a lot of downtime for touring and stuff, or uh, sightseeing, let me say that, back then.
0: Barbara, Davy, amongst others, made some off-the-cuff remarks when the Shockmaster fell through the wall in WCW. On,
1: on the air. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yes. Well, well, as, as, as rightfully so, I mean, it's, it's, it's live TV. What do you do? I, I, what I remember when that happened, I just remember somebody saying, Oh God. And I thought, yeah, Oh God, what do you do though? It's live TV. And who I, somebody said, I don't remember who it was that, uh, Whoever the voice was started laughing as soon as that happened, and he couldn't talk. So that's why it took so long before uh, before the voice came on. After the shock master got his gimmick, put it back on, and stood up, there was a moment of silence, and then some. Somebody says, Hey, "This is a shock master," or whatever he says. I don't know. Ole I'm Anderson sure. but, was the voice. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ole oh, was probably laughing. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. yeah. It's funny, though. He turned that into a positive Shockmaster, though. Like, they still make dolls, but when they put the doll in in the uh, action figure, excuse me, when they put him in the the case, he's upside down. Of course. Yeah, so at least, you know, he's having a good time with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like Titus O'Neil sliding into the battle royal and goes under the ring. I mean, they made a T-shirt out of it.
0: Yep, yep. Just got to roll with it. Davey would say that Big Van Vader would never wash his clothes, and he would not drive with the big man.
1: The worst thing you can do is not take a shower or wash your stuff. So I could see why Davey would say that. Davey didn't want to be around that stinking stuff. Don't blame him.
0: Nobody does. Heard that a few times about Vader. Shawn Michaels complained about Vader as well. Well,
1: then Vader should have got the hint. And well, First of all, he should have got the hint before he got there and washed his stuff and, and stayed clean because it's a contact sport. Nobody wants to have that funk on you. I don't want to have it on me. It stinks.
0: Rio, he's saying in Dynamite's biography, he mentions his aunt, Davy Boy's mother, was complicit in getting a cease and desist to stop Dynamite from using the British bulldog gimmick in the UK. Do you know anything about that?
1: I know nothing about that. So, I mean, I really can't talk on that. I, I never heard that. I don't know. But uh, that's that's between them. I have no idea. And and, and neither one, Davy or Dynamite, are here to to say yay yeah, or nay.
0: Phil saying Dr. Scott Connolly of Metrics fame would have been upset at the Bulldog for pulling that uh For wasting it,
1: probably. Yeah. But that's about it. I mean, Davey, I think, uh, I think the boys were getting it gratis, gratis, free. Yes.
0: I think back then. Barbara wants to know: Did Davey shave Outback Jack's head and glue his hat while he was passed? Out? <laughs> that that
1: was before I got there, but but uh, there's a possibility. You know, I, I'm a, I can't confirm nor deny, but I wasn't there. I was I wasn't even there. That right. was, see. That's a famous famous saying that the boys got because Davy get blamed for everything. You go. I I wasn't
0: even there. It was Owen. I wasn't even there. I was in the next town. Yeah, I love that. uh, Those two, which would even just Davy himself, that would just pull these pranks on people. You know, they're bored, or you know, they just constantly. Well, yeah. I mean, it's
1: once again that I don't think that culture uh, will or can come back because the world's changed so much. (laughs) But. and when I say this, people say, oh, you go back to the old corny, bullshit, uh, bullying ways. Well, I guess. I guess if that's the way you want to look at it. Okay, yeah. Because it was a different business back then. And uh, different people were in it. And and that's cool. Different people are in it today, too. and it's And it's become what it's become. Some people like it. Some people don't each his own but Davey and uh Owen and a few other guys it was the way to pass the time it was a cartoon and you're living in a cartoon and what do cartoon characters do they take out hammers and hit each other over the head with them they don't die and the coyote runs off the damn cliff you know the roadrunner out smart in again he didn't die he comes back for more it's kind of like that backstage sometimes like a roadrunner cartoon and uh, some was funny and some wasn't. But for the most part, it was being in a different building every night and uh, just just enjoying the life you're living, enjoying the journey you're going on. And Davey enjoyed the journey every day, no doubt. We all did.
0: Did Dr. Tom ever meet Matilda, oh, the
1: dog? Never had the opportunity to meet the pup dog. I met Damien. I did not want to meet Damien, but uh, yeah, uh,
0: Lady Kenzie. I don't know if it's Kenzie Page or it. It's very sad that Superstar Billy Graham passed away.
1: Well, it is sad, but like I said, it it wasn't unexpected. You know, he had been in poor health for a long time, but it is sad. I I agree.
0: James Weston, who I'm guessing is British, says, Eat, drink, and Fook instead of, yeah. Yeah, instead of "fck," I'm just guessing that would be something that uh, Bulldog may say, might have said. Oh, and GB is a uh, Great Britain.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. When you guys went to the gym, how much did he bench press?
1: Uh, I think it was eight hundred and forty nine hundred pounds. I don't know, man. I think uh, um... probably a lot, Bulldog. Well, man. I mean, it, it, I mean. He was warming up with two and a quarter, so, I mean, whether he had four plates on there or not, I don't quite remember. I just remember picking up weights because back back then, and even today, I don't always look at the weights. I just look at the the size of the dumbbells and say, do I think I can do these today? That's all. If I feel like I can put two big plates on on the bar, I do it.
0: plus
1: but it was the same thing back then man if we uh if we were benching or or pressing something like that we put two big plates 45s and you see a little plate maybe a 10 or 5 pounds so oh, let's just put this on and don't even look at the weight you just put it on see if you can do it you don't even care about it we well let me take that back i didn't care about it and i don't think david cared about it back then we didn't say well we're doing 800 pounds here which you never did but Oh, a lot of weight's a lot of weight.
0: Magazine Retriever, Davy Boy Smith's injury from the hidden trapdoor at WCW Fall Brawl 98 led to him developing an opioid addiction. Tragically, he was never 100% after that. Yes, that ultimate warrior trapdoor from uh, Fall Brawl 98. Well, yeah,
1: and that that does happen. So, or that did happen, I mean. And uh, gosh... Yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but he was—he he was never 100 percent after that.
0: James the chalkmaster was typhoon. Yes, that is correct. That would be it. Fred Uncle Altman, Uncle Fred, Uncle Fred. I like Fred. I
1: really do. I—I I, I think he's a nice man. I don't even know if we've uh, ever met, but we sent a couple messages back and forth. His son Berkeley works. a uh, be. timekeeper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. It's got the Mark reason. Eaton job, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I might have met him in FCW, but I don't recall, but we have some messages back and forth.
0: Nice. From Dan. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, we will continue to be praying for the family of superstar Billy Graham as he is a true hearted, amazing blessings to our Ameri- or excuse me, our wrestling history icon. Yes. He yeah, he is a huge
1: part of wrestling history and uh, a huge influence. On wrestling history on a lot of guys so when i when i show things in jpwa or talk about uh things in jpwa guys like davy boy smith guys like superstar billy graham come up because they took it seriously they they understood that uh this is a cosmetic business cosmetic sport you have to look great you have to do uh do your, your hard work in the gym and out of the gym as well. And you think about that. You're, you're working at night. Sometimes you have to go two, 300 miles to the next town, get a room, find a place to eat, get up, go to the gym, uh, get ready for the show, and do that over and over again. And to keep that physique, to keep that look, nobody understands unless you've done it. And that takes a lot of hard work. I mean, you can't just, people can talk about all the enhancement they want, but you can't just do enhancement and take the enhancers and look like that. You have to put in the hard work. It's not easy. And both those guys, Davey and Superstar, put in the work.
0: Craig says he saw Davey wrestle back in the day at the Pavilion. He couldn't even have weighed 200 pounds back then. His matches were may, way more exciting, you say.
1: Well, I've seen Davey you know, on some some video when he was smaller as well. And that's when we're young and full of piss and vinegar. And as you get older and the, the injuries start happening, then you learn how to work smart. And even if the injuries don't happen, you learn how to work smarter instead of harder. And you're still working hard, don't get me wrong, but uh, you learn – When we say less is more, that's that's not just saying it to to bury you guys or bury the young guys. It's to to explain you'll get over better if you do it this way, and you'll get over longer if you do it this way. You know, Hulk Hogan had his leg drop, but he had this, which meant a lot more. You know, put the hand to the ear. Uh, That's what people came to see, and you know i've said this many times i'll say it again i don't believe anybody's ever left the arena saying man what a hammerlock john senior put on tonight they want to see hustle loyalty and respect they want to see the five knuckle shuffle and they want to see all the, the cool spots the so people's elbow is one of the most deadliest moves in the business yes simple that- simple simple stuff
0: yes Doing my best. Wants to know, Doctor Tom. Do you know where Matilda is buried? Thank you. Yes,
1: but I can't. I can't. I can't tell anybody. I've sworn a secrecy.
0: Uh, do you know why Davey didn't bring Matilda or Winston in his second WWF run? Why didn't he bring the dog back?
1: <laughs> I think the puppy dog might have been uh, gone by then. Puppy dog might have passed away before then. I don't know.
0: No, no idea. Do you put the Wembley match between Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith SummerSlam 92 for your students on at school? Do you play that for them?
1: We have before, yes. We certainly have before. And they've been impressed. Any Anytime I put a Bret Hart match up, and, uh, especially against a guy like Davey, people are impressed. And I know the story about the match. I get all that, the rumors and innuendo and all that stuff. I get all that. Which is even more impressive... <laughs> To me, if you want to look at it like that, you want to look at it from a sideways point of view and point, hey, but they did this, this, and this, and and whatever. Well, okay, he may have done that, but he went out and he
0: performed like a hell. Of, they had a hell of a match. So awesome. Yep, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and of course, Bulldog got the win there, SummerSlam '92 in Wembley, which uh, AEW's going to. How many tickets years. do they have sold now? 65,000 is the latest. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, it's very Pretty good. damn good. Yeah. Uh, from Scorch Earth, from Scorch, I'm glad Dynamite and Raymond Rougeau never fought because one of them would have been killed. That's how legitimately tough each one of them was. Yes.
1: Well, I think everybody was glad of that. And I know, again, I never met Dynamite but I know the reputation he had and wasn't always a nice guy. A lot of people didn't like him, Uh, but yeah, that was unnecessary for everybody. Just it was unnecessary for dynamite to be doing what he did, but that was the kind of guy he was. And that was, again, the business was full of people like that. And uh, you handle it one way or another and Jacques felt that he had to do something or he was going to lose face and couldn't do that. So I'm glad they didn't remember, fight either.
0: Remember Raymond yeah. at this time had tore his ACL. So I mean he's there and he's kind of wrestling, but he's kinda of not able to physically, you know, do stuff. He's got in a fight with dynamite, he's got one leg, so wouldn't be smart. Right. But he even said I've interviewed him for and he said, I told Jacques, listen, you gotta stick up for yourself, man. If I end up fighting like a you know, for you, he goes, You're gonna lose total respect. So Jacques had to, you know, had to do things his own way.
1: Yeah. And that was the way it was back then. You 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 took care of it. That was the only way to take care of it. Um It's only one language you
0: understand sometimes. So Charles says he'd like to see Harry Smith get a solid run somewhere. Is a great? Guy.
1: I would love to see Harry Smith get a good solid run somewhere. I really would. Harry, uh, he's, he's got the talent.
0: He Excellent, really does. Yes. He's got the size too.
1: Yeah. It you know
0: was interesting. So you've wrestled British Bulldog and you've obviously uh, a few times. So, Royal Rumble, 95. There was a Battle Royal soon after that in 95 that you guys were both in together. Then on the Action Zone in April of 95, Luger and Bulldog, a.k.a. the Ally Powers, defeated you and uh, Jimmy Del Rey. Then on Monday Night Raw, 96, Owen and the Bulldog defeated the body Donnas. But also, you have wrestled with Harry Smith before, uh, interestingly enough. All the way back in 06, so you've, you've wrestled against Bulldog and team with his son. Interesting.
1: Now, was that in Seattle Where was uh, Harry's? Yes.
0: The, Seattle, uh, right? The Havoc Haven in Pacific Washington, which is by yes. Seattle, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And was... Bo James was on the other team along with Jack <laughs> Evans, believe it or <laughs> not.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think Bo James sabotaged that match.
0: Well, if he's in it, it's probably a sabotage. Dag, I'm right. Yeah. Dag, I'm
1: right. I think there is some skullduggery in that match.
0: Phil says, quote unquote, you don't get that way waiting for the bus, as Grilla soon used to say about good physique, meaning superstar and bulldog and guys like that. Right. Right. No, you
1: don't. So, I mean, they, they went to the gym and then got on the bus. I know what he means. You don't know, stand at the bus stop and get muscles yes. like that.
0: Sure. Yes. I get it. Yep. Ibsen wants to know how was Corny and Davey backstage. Did they genuinely like each other?
1: I think so. I think Jim liked Davy. You could look. Davy could be very, very charming, and he was. Uh, the, the times I knew him, there were no ribs. You know, not, not, not on me anyway. And um, but, he, but he could be very charming. I think Jim, and of course, look, Jim Cornette can be charming too. I, I've always liked Jim Cornette. Uh, and I think they liked each other genuinely. And uh rightfully so. If you if you're gonna manage somebody you wanna like like them And you know, David could be fun and Owen could be fun. So I think Jim was having a great time with both those guys.
0: Camp Cornette, right? Yes. The old the old Camp cornet Yes. Silva Surfer, R.I.P. Super sir Billy Graham, yes. R.I.P., yes. Uh, this is an interesting one from Good Day. Have you all seen the shampoo commercial where the mean girl in the music class gets the deaf man beaten up and sent to the hospital?
1: <laughs> I missed that one. The deaf man? No. It's
0: got to be some sort of joke there. I don't know, but Good Day, please follow that up. I don't know what yeah, that. Yeah, please. No, I missed
1: that one. What what shampoo is that? Because I'll make sure I never get that shampoo.
0: Or maybe I'll see what it does. You know- we were saying Wembley; they had eighty-two thousand uh, for SummerSlam '92. Stephen Fry was saying sixty-five thousand tickets for AEW without one match even being announced. Impressive. I will
1: say that is impressive, no doubt about it. Um, what I'm what I'm hearing about AEW is there is no. Well, I'm sure there's a direction, but I don't know if everybody's getting the memos. And that's the only thing. But sixty-five thousand seats I think would certainly get their attention and want to put on a hell of a show. Wouldn't you think? Yep. So you're gonna bring your, to. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And and you're you wanna bring your guys like Jericho and Darby Allen's Ward Wardlow and uh Christian, uh, all all your heavy hitters. So that's, that'll be very interesting to see. Not a match advertised yet. Yep.
0: Rio is saying David Boy was once sued for injuring a fool who wouldn't stop harassing his wife, Diana, at a nightclub in Canada. Diana says the case was very stressful. Thankfully, they prevailed in court.
1: See, that's the problem with going to nightclubs and yes after the matches yes we would go out because that was we were on the road you're living out of a hotel out of a suitcase you do need a little uh variety in your life but as a general rule i don't go out to nightclubs or clubs anymore or places like that because they're nothing but trouble and you're going to have assholes in there uh hassling people and why do you want to why do i want to put myself out in that it's makes no sense but back then yeah, there there have been idiots throughout the ages who just don't understand no thank you leave me alone and uh if they don't understand plain english well then you have to give them another language davy was very adverse or very uh versed not adverse but he was very versed in the language of uh, how about this? Let me punch you in the face and see if you get it.
0: Good days following up a Thai language commercial for Pantene that is four minutes long. Interesting.
1: Well, I have missed that, but that sounds like something I would certainly, uh, if I saw it on the uh, description, that four minute commercial and the, guy, the girl gets a deaf guy beat up, I'd have to watch that.
0: Oh, and R.I.P. Superstar Billy Graham, of course. Steven is saying he has a fair show in July, and he started counting his tickets. Well, how many you have, Steve? Yeah, do you have sixty-five thousand? Is this yeah, do you have sixty-five thousand? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is this going to be like Wembley? Let's find out. From and Steven
1: why, why, why haven't I been invited? Haven't I been invited to be on that show?
0: Yep, I agree. Just
1: kidding. I don't want to go to the show, Steve. It's a rib.
0: No, okay. Steve, hook him up. Uh, doing my best says, Dr. Tom, do you have a favorite gimmick match?
1: Wow. Um, Either a Texas death match or an Alabama death match, Alabama street fight, one of those got to have a gimmick match. That's got to be about, my favorite gimmick match.
0: What about bull rope match?
1: Bull rope match was always good. Indian strap match was always good uh for the most part chain matches were good too i like the blood and guts it's another thing to for people to get upset about
0: blood and guts steven is back he says i have a fair show in july to start accounting and i have at least seven students from jpwa wow how about that there you go so Magazine is saying, supposedly the reason Shawn Michaels got beat up by the Marines in Syracuse is because Davey wouldn't help him due to to the pending litigation from the nightclub incident. Interesting.
1: Well, I don't know if that's the case either because only those guys know for sure. And only those guys know if it was 4, 14, or 44, or even just 1. Only they know for sure. I mean, there, there's always going to be questions about that night. So, yeah, but whatever happened, happened. And, uh, yeah, for whatever Davey's reasons were, but I don't think that's it.
0: Mitch is saying, wasn't Davey with Michaels? Yes. Yes, yes he, he was. was. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes, he Steven was. Says, Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Steven,
1: where is your fair show? That, yeah, we you gotta didn't, find even mention where where, yeah, didn't even mention where it was. We can plug that.
0: Nope. nope, he didn't. Random oh. question here from Matthew. Have you ever worked with Scott Levy, a.k.a. Raven? Uh, you know what? I've been
1: uh, – when we went to WWE or WWF the first time, he was transitioning to be a manager and uh, on-air personality, I think, interviewer. So, no, I never never got a chance to work with him
0: steven's back jefferson city tennessee
1: all right then so you have a fair show and we can plug that i don't know if anybody from jefferson city is listening but if you are why don't you hit a message up right there in the uh or or hit a comment up in the message section right there let us know you're from jefferson
0: uh, Charles here has a great gimmick match. Maybe the greatest gimmick match of all time, and I forgot about this one. Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Remember that one in WCW? Uh,
1: yes, I do, but I don't think Judy's with us anymore, so yeah, that's that would be a tremendous... Yeah, that, that was probably...
0: Technically speaking, it was a forklift, though. It was Judy Bagwell on a forklift match, but yes. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: semantics, yeah. What are we arguing over? Judy Judy was up high? He had to go get her and bring her down, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, oh, Barbara's got him. a good one. The old weasel suit matches, like Bobby the Brain Heenan had. Yeah.
1: Nice. Nice. I like that one too. I liked uh, when Paul Bosch used to have uh, do an angle with a manager, or he did an angle with the Great Malenko in Houston, and Paul would have a, a gimmick match that says, uh, you know, if you could last ten minutes with Malenko. Uh he won the match.
0: So anyway. Uh any uh you got yeah, distracted by more. Bruce right there. All right. Uh, how did you know? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh Ibsen says, Hope you make the WWE Hall of Fame next year in Philly so that me and John can cheer you on. Me, me, hey, me hey
1: Ibsen, that's a nice thought. <laughs> but don't hold your breath. Yeah. It's a good deal.
0: Ray says, uh, your time in Southwest Championship Wrestling. I guess oh, that's what
1: Ray enjoyed the most.
0: I enjoyed it, man. I really
1: did. I had a blast in Southwest. That was that was a lot of fun.
0: Scorch says IX Dynamite Kids' daughter. Bronwyn, if she ever read her father's biography, she said she read it once and it made her cry.
1: Oh wow! Well,
0: yeah, it would make me cry too. But uh... he's got two beautiful, seems like very like, um, I don't know, very professional focused daughters. Like I don't know for some reason, dynamite he had a bad reputation, but his his family and his kids are, are very. Um, yeah, that's well, straight and narrow, if you will. I, th- I think
1: if you grow up around chaos, um, some people will gravitate to it. Some people will get away from it. We all have our our picadillos and grow up and things that uh, we remember and some things we try to block out of our head. But I think dynamite was so intense that I think... Uh, like I, or I can understand
0: why. Yep. You want to go a different direction. Barbara saying, <laughs> how could you forget the Coal Miners Club match?
1: Because it's – I have no excuse, Barbara. You're right. coal I was a champion of the Coal Miners Club match in California. That's right. How could I forget that?
0: Steven says, what is your opinion on the infamous Plan B video from Knoxville? Um – Well,
1: I was originally uh, taken aback by the people who did it because the people who did it. Are you familiar with the Plan B video? Oh,
0: yeah. I actually talked to Ron Fuller about it not that long ago. What did Ron have to say about it? So they were trying to kill the territory, trying to kill the business. They would have really hurt the business had it come out. But he was shocked by it because he didn't find out about it till like years later. So when they were yeah. doing it and putting that together, he really wasn't like that involved or, you know, he wasn't that up to what the hell was going on. But those guys were trying to, you know, steal his business. And kind of destroy the business. Well, but Bob yeah. Bob Roop maybe not so surprising, He's supposedly the ringleader, up, but Ronnie Garvin was surprising. Boris Malenko was shocking. Who's Ron Wright? Guys? Ron Wright and uh, Bob Orton. yeah, shocking yeah. that those guys would be in it. That, yeah. That's
1: that's the part that, that amazed me, is those guys were uh, part of it. You know, they, they uh, Roop, I kind of got yeah, uh, cause yep. he was disgruntled anyway. And he, he came from that amateur wrestling mentality. But um, I thought it was, for the time, pretty shocking. And I think it would have hurt business if it came out back then. But thank God it didn't. But here in Knoxville, uh, let a few years go by, and people still want to see some good old wrestling, you know? Yep. So I don't know if they – I don't – it, it, the business was killed for a little bit when Garvin took Ron's boat. I'm sure you discussed that hmm. when you talk from Ron. Okay, when, when Ron won the, the battle royal and supposedly, you know, okay, hey, I need my keys back. I need the boat back. No, no, no. I won the battle royal. Well, no, you didn't. Well, yeah, I did. You're going to tell 5,000 or 10,000 people I didn't? Well, as a matter of fact, you did. So. You know that that was a little shocking in itself but uh that was the way these, those guys were operating back then
0: yeah that definitely hurts the kayfabe right i thought you really wanted, it yeah
1: yeah yeah so i mean for a while it was down but you know it's come back up here and there and, and if you put on a great product look smackdown just did record business here last week in, in Thompson bowling arena great crowd they were hot for everything Yep, the so return of on. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yes, yes. You put on a great product. Go come out and see it. I think that's anywhere you go.
0: WB's pretty hot right now. They're doing uh, they're doing a good job. Yeah. That guy Roman that you know a little bit, he seems to be doing pretty good as champion. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Doing Coming up on one thousand days as champion.
1: Uh, how long did Bruno
0: have it? Two thousand eight hundred and three or something like that but I know it's over 2800 right okay
1: in a different time frame different uh culture too so this this is this is a good deal I like the long reigns I like the champions along the titles for a while
0: and uh it's interesting because he could catch Pedro Morales pretty soon because I think his was the thousand and fifteen something like that so he can pass Pedro which you would never think you're gonna pass a thousand days in this day and age then the next guy is Hogan at 1400 then uh, Backlund is like I think twenty four hundred, and then Bruno is like twenty eight hundred. So I mean, right. I don't know if he'll go that far, but I mean, even to catch Pedro is going to be crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I always liked when it was longer because when he finally does get beat, then it then it is shocking then it means something. Or it's uh, like, holy smoke, this guy got him. So yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think it's uh, I think it's a great thing.
0: Mitch Miller wants to know Dr. Tom's headlock pick of the week. Is it going to be the AC3 versus Thrillbilly Silas Mason? Do you want to make a prediction on that match maybe, make it your lock of the week? Since the AC3, we started talking about him at the top.
1: We did, we did, we did. EC 3 has been a champion uh, for just a short time now. But, but yeah, watch that match. I think uh, I think it's going to be a great match. I I, I don't know if uh, the Thrillbilly is going to pull this one out. You know, I really don't, but uh, but those are two guys who have EC three is a little more experience than throwbully, but has been around for for a few years now. Uh longer longer than you think. But um and he's got talent and he knows he knows how to play the game. And I'm talking about in the ring. He understands what to do and when to do it. Uh so it's gonna be an interesting matchup, and I think he's gonna push EC three to the limit, which is good for him. Whenever whenever uh Eric Carter the third is on under pressure, he does very, very well. And I've noticed that a few times with him.
0: Ethan Carter the
1: third? Eric Carter. That's what I said. I meant <laughs> I meant Ethan. Or <laughs> Eric Carter. I'm trying to be smart here and I can't even think.
0: So there you go. Barbara wants to know, where can we get the book? Barbara, thank you so much. That book right there you can
1: get, yeah, by going to com. Just click on the training tab at the top of the page. That book right there will come up. Go to jprwrestlingacademy.com. Also to find out about our summer session, which is going to happen. It starts uh, July 3rd. Right before the 4th, you know, the 4th of nice. July is a big thing here.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yes. Jason, thank you, Jason. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tnptempire.com. You can follow Dr. Tom on Twitter at Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom, what else you got going on It's crazy You know, episode? I'm
1: working on something very, very special, uh, trying to get a, a very special guest on this show. And, uh, see what I can do about that. See how I can entice him, uh, to maybe come on and, uh, you know, rekindle the friendship with this guy. And uh, I just wonder if I can talk him into coming on this show and, uh, ex- expound on his career. This guy's done a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, so that's, what's going on, man. JPWA is rolling along. This is our, uh, oh, gosh, sixth week. Next week will be the seventh. So these guys have, uh, Graduation on May, or pardon me, June 17th. So we're working hard on that, and uh, everything's wonderful.
0: Just one last thing from Ibsen here. Do you think Davey Boy was the best British wrestler ever? I'll go, to be honest, I love Davy Boy. He's awesome. I got to go Dynamite Kid. Ooh,
1: yeah, Dynamite was pretty damn good, too. But Davey is, is certainly ranked up there as one of the best. Certainly one of the best ever. I will give him that.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody out there for a listening. We'll be right back here next week for a little take It to school with Dr. Tom Burch. We'll see you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two-Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two-Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash Empire. Become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother. We get it. You want to raise your testosterone, but do any test boosters actually work? And you should know, Test X9 does. And we show you how at LegacySupps.com with the links to clinical studies on each of the nine key ingredients. No bull, no bro science, just facts. Test X9 is NSF certified, third-party lab tested, and made in the good old U.S. of A. Level up your strength, energy, libido, and drive now with Test x 9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition. If you want to really level up, go for the ultimate test stack, adding a T-Assist, a pro-grade estrogen inhibitor and test enhancer, and the best-selling sleep aid, the Recovery PM, and see why improving your sleep is the key to unlocking your mental and physical potential. Guys, did you know the majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep? Well, that's why we put this stack together and why it really works. Stop settling for average. Go to subs.com and use the promo code Dr. Tom, D-R-T-O-M. For 10% off your entire order, if you subscribe and have it shipped every 30 days, you can still get the discount each and every single time. Brought to you by three-time world heavyweight champion Nick Aldis and 10-time world champion Nikki James. And you guys, Nick developed and uses this product himself so you know that they really work. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S dot com. That's com. Use the promo code Dr. Tom and level up with Legacy. Three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join these 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our exclusive offer, go to Manscaped.com and use the promo code PRITCHARD. P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D for 20% off and free shipping. Let's have a toast to a new year, new you, and a new you with no pubes. It's a new year, new balls with the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and other premium wet goods. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2023 looks to be. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code PRITCHARD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code PRITCHARD. Time to feel sexy and free in 2023 with Manscaped.